Hey everybody, welcome back to Dice and Virtue. Here we are again, week God knows how many on this show. Uh, I think we're 28 or 29? Something like that. We're approaching 30. Um, season 2, episode 3 or 4. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> cool. Which would make it 29, actually, if it's... Three. Uh, maybe if we well, ended with twenty six episodes in season one. Did we end with twenty six? Yes. You sure? Yes. Okay. I believe she you. sounds very sure about that. I'm Dylan. I'm your humble host and dungeon master. That was Christina, and the other voice you heard was I'm the dicey one. She sure is the virtuous one. Also joining us, <laughs> I am the virtual one. That's OCW. What do we that call is what it? That you, word means. You've changed Dylan. your your moniker like 800 times and i'm not sure what to call you on this show KCW. yeah call me whatever you guys like okay i just like it when you call me things but not on the phone because i'm a millennial and those scare me <laughs> uh, i always forget that you're a millennial casey i always like forget that you're not in your like mid-30s casey is eternal casey owns a house it's true. With, granite to- with granite counters so. yeah no he's <laughs> <laughs> That's I, it's it's impressive, honestly. I I lucked into a house with Granite Tower. <laughs> uh, didn't we all? No, we no, didn't. We Only did. you did. Uh, <laughs> class disparities will destroy this country. It's anyway. true. But while the Reichstag burns, we'll be here. Ooh. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here providing glorious, glorious internet radio entertainment. Uh, so, last time on Dyson Virtue... We are gonna cut off Lanya's arm. Well, we were thinking about it. Uh, I thought about it a lot. The, um... The, the tr- intrepid troop of travelers... Intrepid. Have... The show's getting to you. Yeah. Have, have, uh, shacked up in the Castle Avalon on the Field of Elysium... Um, one of the last strongholds. Yes. Does the castle have granite countertops? Uh, sure. We did it. <laughs> yes. We looked. We made good, Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you uh shacked up in the castle Avalon, um, and then repaired the defense systems, only to find out that. This is a this is a stopgap at best. This is a limited arrangement you have. And the um, gap must be stopped. You are you are safe for now, but um, in order to uh, try to find better safety, more more permanent safety, uh, you have chosen to open a gateway into the uh, extra dimensional. Uh, yes? We opened our third eyes. Yep. Uh, the extra-dimensional tunnel ways that connect the other strongholds. Uh, and you hope for a messenger or something to come through that gateway and let you know, hey, there's safety on the other side. Right. The the beacons are lit. Gondor calls for aid. Right. Um, meanwhile, your other contingency plan is... Literally ripping off Kehalanya's arm to act as a conduit power source to purge the, uh, or rather to power the defense systems that keep Nyarlathotep the crawling chaos at bay. Sounds legit. 
Yep. So that's where we pick up on this week, uh, this week's episode of Dyson Virtue. Uh, Gwen, you and Mr. Smith, when last we left, are standing, uh, near the gateway, having just opened it. Ah. Um, is there anything you'd like to do? Um, I assume I'm still telling him about all the times that I used him as, like, um, a doorstop. Sure. When he was a, when he was trapped inside a book. Yeah. No. When he was a book. Well, you can do a lot with I, a good book. I technically promised him to the specter if I died, so I don't know how that's going to work out. <laughs> well, I think the specter has got to be around to collect on that. I'm sure she will be. Uh, when last we left, I believe Kehalanya was in the kitchen. Yeah. Hanging out with Maggie. Getting up to some kitchen wizardry. Cooking it down with Mags and the Lonster. We're a, we're a morning <laughs> shock jock radio zoo. Yep. Is there anything you'd like to do other than host your shock jock radio show? No, I would genuinely like for Lanya and Maggie to like, like, like Troy and Abed do. Like, just like host a show across their counter for an invisible audience. All right. And Maggie will, Maggie will get real confused, but Lanya's like, nah, nah, it's a time-honored tradition of my people. Now nah, it'll make you feel good, I promise. So today we are preparing a quiche. Why are just... your people crazy people? What was that accent? Well. I don't know. <laughs> Well, Mugs, you know, I find that crazy is a relative in that the craziest are your relatives. All right, I, I guess. That makes some sense. The instant Lanya says that, a live, laugh, love sign appears on the wall. <laughs> Lanya's getting whiter by the minute. God. Is she wearing, like, moccasins that she bought at Target? <laughs> oh, like, oh, Target if she's lucky. Like, dress. TJ Maxx. Oh, yeah. Is that right? She's extolling the virtues of quinoa. Yep. Yep. Which, I mean, she probably legitimately would, actually. It's a miracle grain, folk, folk, folks. 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 Jonathan Folks. No. Yep. Colonel Riker, He's no. Jonathan Folks. No. All right, so... <laughs> so essentially, the two of you are passing what little time you have in safety... Uh, by fucking around doing nothing. Yeah. Okay, look, in, in I mean, fairness. I'm not fucking around doing nothing. I'm informing Smith of what happened to him when he was a book. All right. Yeah. So, in, in complete seriousness, Dylan, um. Yo. The, the Salah Sahim, first of all, fucking around is a time honored tradition among every people. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. Okay. Second of all, um, <laughs> cooking is legitimately like a cultural bonding thing. So, Lanya is trying to get to know Mags a little bit. See okay. what um what it's like being an iron face and uh trying to just com not comfort, but like give her a sense of normality because one of the things about cooking is that it's routine. It's something everyone does every day and it helps restore a little bit of normality to the world. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. So we make delicious breakfast foods. Hmm. Delicious br delicious breakfast potatoes. It's second yep. breakfast. Because they had breakfast at the beginning of, like, the last episode. I can have as many breakfasts as I please. I'm not saying you can't. I Go will remind you second breakfast. that time, the, the passage of time in Elysium is non-existent. So all time is breakfast time if you want it to be. Hell time yes. It's always breakfast time regardless. All right. So, uh, you, you help to establish this routine with Maggie. Uh, and you cook up some breakfast potatoes, um, 
some eggs, I'm sure. You know, just general what's of food. Where'd we get the eggs? Pantry. Where did the pantry get the eggs? They were there. Uh. Um. Oh, wait, so then, do things not age here in Elysium? Accurate. Okay, cool. So we could have, like, five million... Five million year old eggs, and it's fine. Yeah, awesome. we very well could. Um, so you finish this this breakfast preparation. I assume you call the the gathered crew, uh, Gwen and Smith and Reed, uh, mm-hmm. to partake in the foods. I call our companions to break their fast and bond over bread and time shared with one another. All right, bread's bread's pretty dope. Yeah, um, you're not wrong. When, um, when the party gathers around the, I assume Sefi has some like Sefi flakes that you've made oh, special. Um, it's really confusing because Sefi flakes are both what you have to feed Sefi, and they're also the children's breakfast cereal that they put together after Sefi became wildly popular and they realized he was the strongest marketing angle for the program. Not sure why I'm talking about the show like I'm not in it. The point is, <laughs> occasionally, a shipment of the wrong kind of Sefi flakes will end up in a shop, and it's a delicious massacre all around as the children are protected from gill rot. Gross. That was great. I feel like have gills. I feel like the children would be protected from gill rot by way of not having gills themselves. I mean, you don't know, know Dylan. You don't know what happens sometimes. Yeah. Hey, this was marketed exclusively to the mer people, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Sefi is their hero. Sure. And Um, and and the snorks. The ambassador to the mer people. Yeah. Um, Snorks and the snorks, of course. Yes. What are snorks? Oh my god, you're so young. Let's move on. <laughs> um, they were like the Smurfs, right? But they were underwater. They were. She, oh my god, move on. <laughs> um, one was a vampire. <laughs> sure, that makes some sense. All right. One was a one was a Tarzan somehow. <laughs> All right. One um, was a girl called Casey, which is confusing when you're a boy called Casey who is also five. It's okay. I'm a girl called Casey. Yeah, you're pretty dope. I am. Um, yeah. so, uh, you, you sit down to this meal, uh, and all of your companions are still, um, uh, not forthcoming with, with conversation for the most part. You know, um, they're very solemn and quiet. So, um, what you're saying is it's mostly Lonnie and Gwen just saying some shit? Yeah. Alright, sounds alright. Sounds like this whole show. Yep. Lanya um, and Gwen are telling two completely separate jokes, and yet they both hit the they found the wheat punchline yeah. at the exact same time. Exactly. Of course. And they just point at each other and laugh. <laughs> ah, you. Everyone else is just like, I don't understand. What does this have to do with wheat? <laughs> if you uh, don't get it, you don't get it. That's fine. Wait, does Maggie not laugh at the wheat joke? She grew up with the wheat yeah, jokes. Yeah, no, Maggie loves the wheat jokes. Okay, good. I'm straight. Um... So you finish your meal, um, and, uh, before anyone else does anything, um, Mr. Reed, uh, just lays his, his utensils across his plate, gets up and leaves. I mean, I guess. Well, you don't care. All right. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, well, okay. Lanya don't like that fool. Um, but she is also kind of tired of being a step behind everything. Um, so she's probably gonna, gonna go track down old, uh, old reedy pants. Meanwhile, Gwen just going to continue to tell Smith all the times she accidentally lost the book. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one time in a river. Yeah, exactly. I kind of left you in a tree. I don't know how that happened. A but tree? I, yeah. Why would you put a book in a tree? To keep it safe. How is that keeping it safe if you forget it? Books were once trees. What? It's a solid. Does he not know books were once trees? Did, did you not know that? They're, no, I understand. Paper I understand. Paper comes from trees. <laughs> I mean, you didn't. Uh, you were a special book that came from man flesh. You're an odd woman. Yeah. You were a book. I, well, <laughs> listen, that's fair. Um. <laughs> so, so that goes on like that for a while, I'm yeah. sure. Um. Lanya, you follow Reed um, as he exits out into the uh, foyer, into the the large entry chamber. Um, And he moves over to the uh, library. And when you follow him inside, um, you've kind of lost... You've kind of lost sight of him. Figures that guy wouldn't go to the truth, Barry. He... You find him... Uh, a few rows of books down between the stacks. Um, and she slits his throat. Oh, shit. And I might he, just hand over control of Lanya to you. <laughs> <laughs> he has he has pulled a book off of the shelf and is flipping through it as if he's looking for something very specific. All and right. not finding it. Alright. Can... Can Lanya roll insight to figure out what he's trying to find and find it before he does and hide it? Um, sure, make a roll for me. I'm gonna. Lanya just runs past, grabs the book, and keeps going. <laughs> Mine! Alright, let's see. Uh, insight is... Oh, Lanya's got a bitch in insight. Let's see. Huzzah! What Lanya doesn't have is a bitchin' d20. Um, all told, that is a nine. Uh, so, so he's probably he's looking for a book. He is looking for a book. You're pretty sure. Did she just start ripping books off the shelves, <laughs> throwing them in directions? These are my just taking just everyone he pulls down, just snatching it. No, it's mine. No, it's mine. <laughs> mine. Sorry, mine. I need Thank to catch you. up on all my reading. Um, Thank you. That no, was mine. This one was actually mine. The, I deserve this one. This one was mine. The, I don't know if you realize this. This one was mine. He slams closed the book that he uh, was was flipping through, replaces it on the shelf, and grabs uh, another one off of a off of a different shelf nearby. Um, and uh, reading the spine of the book, um, turns out to be difficult or impossible. Do you speak Draconic? Um, that's a good question. I don't believe I do. Let me check. What are me languages? I know common, jive, giant. Um, at one point, I did want Lanya to speak both smack and trash, but I got... Uh, they do that. 
Yeah, I, I hit the language limit there. So unless this is uh, in in Giant, then no, I I don't I don't think uh, on your reads. Would... No, unfortunately. Bad. Okay. Um, so you're not actually sure what uh, the title of that book would be. Alan, you would like to make a performance or deception check to convince Reed that she knows exactly what she's looking at. Uh, all right, roll deception for me, and then. Like, what do you actually say? Okay, that's a 17. Okay. And Lanya says, uh, Absolutely, it was inevitable that this taxation would lead to an uprising in the fat people. They didn't like it one bit. No, they didn't. Reed, still flipping through this this next book that he's picked up, just goes, what? Uh, the fat people tax. It's terrible. I don't know what it is, but Reed speaks and immediately, like, I just get angry. Yeah, exactly. Like, Shut up, man! He, All right. uh... He, Lanya, aban- Lanya abandons her charade. Okay. Her Mitsubishi charade. <laughs> um, Reed stops in the middle of, of turning the page uh, and looks up at you uh, still holding the book open, says, "What taxation are you talking about?" I, I it's probably uh, too complex for you. Don't worry about it. Tosses tosses the book disdainfully. Uh-huh. Sure, <laughs> it fly it flies away. Fly, fly, fly. So, what are you looking for, most forgettable member of Crosby, Stills, Nash, Taylor, Young, and Reed? I don't understand most of what you just said. Um... They were a very popular Salah Sahin musical group. Anyway, um, what do you what do you hear? What are you what are you doing? What's what's going on? Why are you so frustrated? Because we don't have any answers. Uh, We're I'm, the... I'm, I don't want to share anything with you, but I do have to agree and share that frustration. We don't have a way forward. We've got something of a foothold here for. Uh. Who knows how long. Uh, but eventually this is all going to come crumbling. And then what? What I mean, do we do next? I mean, like, will it? Like, I'm not being a jerk, but, like, no time passes here, right? But we are harvesting the wheat. Yeah, does that grow back? Does It would eventually, but the defenses that we built around Castle Avalon are designed on a cycle that includes the entire field outside sure sure half of the field is at the time yeah all right so are you what are you looking for something in particular or are you just hoping for inspiration to strike there are old legends old stories but it's nothing smith and i haven't gone through a hundred times well you know sometimes you just need a fresh pair of eyes who also has access to several thousand ancient pairs of fresh eyes. Uh, Lanya would like to help Reed to comb through all of these ancient myths and legends in hopes of uh, uncovering, if not new information, at least looking at the extant information in a new and possibly helpful way. Right. Um, and Using before... her ancestors' help, if at all possible. Sure. Uh, and before we get to that, uh, Gwenoa has a question. Not as Gwen, but as me. 
how does the wheat grow if nothing ages? Is it special magical celestial wheat? Can I whisper just... sweet celestial lullabies to the wheat? <laughs> you can try. Okay. So is that is that a, how does the wheat grow? Uh you should try communing with nature here. Okay. And seeing if you can solve that problem. That would be smart. <laughs> um So um you uh Lanya, you are taking the book that that Reed is uh, combing through, yeah, uh, and presenting it to your spiritual guiders, guidance counselors. Yeah, because I feel like I mean, if these are all legends and stuff, history is written by the victors. We know this. So, like, if one of my ancestors was like, "No, I was there. That didn't happen like that," or you know, or some mm. such, just get some interesting historical insight on these on these events before they became mythology. Well, so keep in mind that your no. Salah Sahim ancestors existed solely in the created world of Rahel. Oh, you're right. That's fair. Okay, well, maybe being dead and wise, they can spot, like... Okay, because this thing we call a story has inherent structures and shapes, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe with their ancient perspective, they can look at this and say, okay, I don't know this particular story, but I do know the shape of this story, even if I don't know what fills it. And so maybe they can spot a helpful pattern or something like, I mean, Reed can go to hell himself, but I mean, I don't want everything to be destroyed either. So Lanya just wants to be as helpful as she can. And admittedly, she is not a terribly literate woman, but um, so she wants to try. So is your plan to just, like, go through these book by book? I mean, I thought I could spend a little time doing it, especially because time isn't a thing. Sure. Um, so, uh, I guess I guess my question is, like, are you dedicating a day to this, or what would constitute a week, or... Yeah, hmm. Okay, riddle me this, Dylan. So... And I'm well aware this may constitute an abuse of power. Please call on me on it if it is. So, what if Lanya reads a book, and then, through their connection to her, this ancestor, like, reads, is like in Lanya's head while she's reading that book, and then that ancestor takes that book or the knowledge from that book and then goes and mulls it around in whatever. And then she can just load another book into another ancestor and have them all working on it at the same time. Um, I'm not sure that that kind of shared knowledge makes a ton of sense. That's fair. It didn't in Dune either. Okay. Um, then yeah, Lanya will just spend like a day just combing through this library, seeing if she can spot anything glaringly interesting. She doesn't have time to become a scholar of this otherworldly mythology, obviously. Sure. Um. So go ahead and make an investigation intelligence check for me. Mana. Oh, uh, that's an eighteen. Um. All right. We'll get to your results in a little bit, Guinoa. Yeah. You had a course of action you'd like to pursue. Oh, the wheat! (laughs) (laughs) I found the wheat! Excuse me, Smith, I suddenly had a need to go look at the wheat. You may join me if you wish. What? 
I don't know. I'm being controlled by three people sitting in a little room. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll be right back. And she trots outside to go see the weed. As as, as you leave, uh, Smith just turns to Maggie and says, "She's an odd woman." And Maggie says, "Yeah, she is." And then they both you hear uh, chairs scraping as they both get up and follow you. Yay, wheat pals. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to be outside drawing some druid circles. Cool. To commune with the nature. All right. Uh, and how does communing with nature work? I don't know. We never discussed this. <laughs> how does it work, You Dylan? have how a you spell think? that is commune with nature, don't you? Yeah, but I didn't prepare it. Okay. Anyway, how you asked I'm going to do that, Dylan? I'm uh-huh. going to dance. Okay. So you you draw these these druidic circles... Um, with the wind. With, yep. Repre- oh, I dance with the wind, sorry. There's no wind. I dance with the imaginary wind, so I stand still. Um, like <laughs> the stalks of, of, uh, of wheat, of silver wheat that grow in, uh, the fields of Elysium, you stand completely still in your druidic circle. Yeah. And you, um, you begin to feel the push and pull of the, raw energies of this place. Um, and it is at first very unfamiliar to you. Um, it is nothing like the, the, uh, wild and untamed high school teacher. Um, (laughs) that's a joke. No one's going to get Liz is going to get it. (laughs) Nigel. Um, the wild and untamed, uh, uh, wilderness of Rahale. This place is, in fact, uh, very orderly and very structured in a way that makes you somewhat uncomfortable because despite this, this order, it is very clearly a natural outgrowth of some power. Um, the field around you stretches out much farther than the three-mile limit of the spell. Um, You are aware that the the field um, basically behind you, the the half of it that sits behind the castle, is uh, overgrown with the crawling chaos, Mm -hmm. uh, which manifests... To you, as a uh, a staccato rhythm that just doesn't sit right. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a hole in your extrasensory perception uh, in the shape of Castle Avalon. Um, the the whole thing being a giant construct. Um, you also feel that there is a, um, there is something sapping the energies of this place, uh, and feeding itself towards the Castle Avalon-shaped hole. Alright. This did not solve anything for me. 
so what specifically were you trying to come up with? I wanted to know why the wheat grows if time doesn't move. Um, uh, Lanya looks like he has some input. No? You had your hand up. Um, I mean, I didn't. I, I, I could have some input. Okay. Mostly, I'm sorry. I mostly, thought you were I, your hand. No, I'm just leaning here with my hand up above my head. That's my bad. That's a bad etiquette. Um, I did have a question, though, which is when are we going to start carrying uh, little baby onesies that say Crawling Chaos on them in our web store? When we have a web store. In about a week. Sounds dope. We need to get them from the manufacturer first because they're being specifically embroidered to look like little Ooh. wibbly, like vein things. Uh, oh, so you don't put vein vines on your children. Um, do it for the vine. So rest in peace, vine. Two thousand fifteen. The machinery that powers the uh, the perimeter defenses around the field seems to be feeding on the energy that would be expended by the remanifestation of wheat. So. Um, if you were to cut a stalk of wheat, it would grow back by the recoalescence of the fe- of the energies of the plane. Okay, so the energies of the plane are forcing it to grow. It's not just growing because it's wheat, and wheat grows like a plant. Right. Okay. Um, so rather, you you could think of it as the wheat is wheat. is the physical manifestation of this plane. Okay, that. Helps. Um. Wow, this so this is a perfect pla- place this for place... Lanya. This place has a shape, and the wheat is part of that shape, right. and this this place has an inclination towards that shape being maintained. Okay, right. so in my terms, the wheat is the hair. And I was just the, about to say! Yeah, because your hair is just dead skin cells that are pushed out. Sure. So. You can think of it like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seems that... Whatever machinery powers the perimeter defenses is perpetually cutting down some of this, uh, this wheat and then using the energy that would recoalesce into more wheat mm-hmm. to power the defenses. All right. So does that mean that as long as these defenses are up, it won't recoalesce? Right. Um, given enough time and examination, um, and some semblance of mathematical uh, aptitude, Gwen could discern that uh, if the whole field were available, then the time that it would take to make a complete circle around the field, cutting down all of the wheat, would be enough time for the wheat to have begun regrowing at the other mm-hmm. end. Okay. Um, because what ends up happening is that the power of the the energies that are being used in the the perimeter defenses are striking against uh, the crawling chaos, being right. buffed and shattered, and then recoalescing. Right. Okay. Um. But that process does take uh some time, despite there not necessarily being a passage of time in this plane. It um, takes a a time like quality, right? The quantity. it's it's tough to describe a timeless place because what is time without cause and effect, right? But in in the greater scheme of things, 
time is passing, but not really. Right. Okay. All right. Creepy. Yeah. yeah. So then after that, I'm just like, that's some creepy wheat, and go right back into the house. Or castle. <laughs> um, Maggie and Smith follow you. They Where do you go? To say? I mean, they're mumbling to themselves about, like, you being a crazy person. I'm gonna go butter a muffin. Eat a muffin. I, do you have anything? I guess. Do you have anything against me buttering a muffin? And then I'm gonna well, go to the library. I just thought well, you had an idea about how to solve our predicament. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, then, I... If I, we had this whole field, then I'd be able to solve the predicament, because then I'd just leave it alone. But unless we destroy the chaos thing, then there's no helping that. I mean, we can go ahead and try to fight it, but you said previously that... Undice that's virtue. Not a th- yeah, <laughs> that's not a thing we can do. I could try. I could go rip it out of the ground right now. I would recommend it against that. Okay. So then she just butters the muffin. Eats the muffin. All right. It's a blueberry muffin, by the way. Delicious. Lightly toasted. Um, I mean, we, we, we've opened that door. I was about to say, so essentially what we're doing right now is waiting to see if anything, if anyone answers Gondor's call to aid for aid. Sure. Um, and if not, at least we have a way out. What would, yeah, I was going to say, what would happen if we just went through that door? That's an interesting thought that nobody has spoken out loud. Gwen runs towards the door. Well, wait a minute. Let's. Okay, let, <laughs> all right. First of all, what has Lanya learned in her in her half-assed attempt at cultural literacy? Uh, so um, for a culture she's never experienced, you rolled extraordinarily well on your investigation intelligence thing. I did. Which? What the hell, blue dye? But okay. Um. So. You notice a pattern throughout the the many fables that Reed has discarded. Um, and that pattern is that they all seem to end in tragedy. Sure. It seems like no matter how many of these stories you read, uh. they all end with the hero dying or sacrificing themselves or otherwise... Failing in their quest. Um, and it seems that these are all stories of what not to do. Okay. Which isn't necessarily helpful in terms of trying to figure out what to do. Right. Um, you know, one of those lists is going to be a lot longer than the other. Um, so when you when you say tragedies, and I know you said the hero didn't accomplish his thing, didn't do the quest, whatever... So there's like there are tragedies where it's sad and everything fails but it's still beautiful and still kind of a good story. Uh-huh. And then there are tragedies like have you seen Requiem for a Dream? I have not. Okay. That's that's really the best example I have because like No Country for Old Men is a tragedy because the hero, well, I mean the protagonist I haven't seen that one whatever. either. Okie dokes. Um, I don't remember the fountain. It was an LSD I trip. I don't know that the fountain's a tragedy. God, I love that movie. I mean, anyway, I'm sure it is because in the end, he doesn't 
really solve anything. I mean, he, you know, becomes immortal, essentially, but his entire purpose falls through. But death is the road to awe. Anyway, um, so there are, there are, like, tragedies where your heart still feels good. Yeah. And there are tragedies where you feel like you're gonna die afterward and not in, like, a cathartic or good or helpful way. Yeah. So, are these... Are, are are these good tragedies or bad tragedies, basically? So, uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Fair enough. Um, they, they come up mostly as fables and parables. As, as moral stories about, like, you know, don't betray the people who trust you. Don't. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That kind of thing. Cool. Alright, so more than, more than how you feel, it's about what you learn from them. Right. Alright. Are, is there a particular because all art is self-portraiture and all art is also a reflection of its time. So mm-hmm. is there a particular lesson that this particular culture, whether or not it recognized it, was especially focused on or that was repeated more than any other? So um, through the books that you were able to read. You've seen a lot of different patterns of language and and syntax that would indicate that these are from a lot of different peoples. Oh, okay. Um, uh, you know, this is this is this library is kind of a, a library of Alexandria type thing. Sure. A collection of of different stores of knowledge. How are they grouped? Um, like, am I am I like specifically in the myths and fables and parables section of this library, or is that what the whole thing is? Or uh, it seems like that's kind of what the whole thing is. That's interesting. Why would an? I mean, because Elysium is one of the afterlife planes, right? Yes. Oh, but Lanya doesn't know that. I mean, I do. Hmm. So why would they have a collection of myths? Unless they all tied into something. Well, and so that was my that was my question. Is there like a, a broader overarching lesson here? There doesn't necessarily seem to be. Okay. Fair enough. Um, well, I tried a thing and I guess it didn't really work out. That's fair. We've both done that today. What about yeah It's okay. Let's just run at the door. Great episode. You know, Great. we did that once. We ran out a door, we survived. We did. Well, um, what about Reed? Did he ever find anything interesting, or did he just give up because he's a loser and I hate him? He's still pouring through the books. Alright. I'm gonna leave him to pour. Uh, as you exit out into the foyer... Bye, nerd! Uh, Reed doesn't stop uh, what he's doing and just says, What? I said, bye, nerd! Oh. God. Bye. Um, <laughs> Lanya just walks up. This fucking guy. I was going to say, Lanya tosses her varsity jacket over her shoulder, <laughs> puts on her aviators. Uh, as you nerds. As you step out into the foyer, you catch a glimpse of something happening uh, up on the dais oh, uh, in the center of the nine thrones. On the dais, um, on the dais. <laughs> There stands the large archway that forms the uh, gate into the tunnels. Not a large way! The, uh, the misty veil that seems to uh, flutter through the, the archway yes. um, is now being uh, deformed as if something is trying to push through it. 
Oh boy. Um. Okay. Can I have come check on the door? Uh. Last I know that. Uh. Sure. Actually, yeah. Run at the door. The both of you. The both of you wandered out into the foyer at the same time, so you both see it. Yay! Gwen. Lanya. <laughs> so weird shit's happening. Shape. <laughs> um. Okay, Lanya would like to uh, detect aberration. All right. I would like to detect um, specter. It is within 60 feet, so I get within 60 feet of it. Sure. Um, there is something wibbly happen, happening um, with that archway. You s- certainly do detect something aberrant about mm-hmm. the deformities that are happening. Uh-oh. Um... Okay. But beyond that, you can't pin it to, oh, hey, this is Nyarlathotep or anything. Mouthful okay. of blueberry muffin. I go, Spectre? So, but what, it mostly just goes, Smurnusmer? <laughs> okay, so wait, the Spectre was aberrant, right? Yeah. Okay, could Lanya see if she recognizes this particular flavor or aberration or, like, uh, articulation of aberration as being the Spectre's particular scent uh as i said uh you can't really make out a specific sure. signature for it uh, sure, and fair. you suspect that's largely because it is obscured by this portal gwen you want to check out this portal yeah as they approach gwen does the creepy laugh at expecting to hear a creepy laugh back ha <laughs> <laughs> ha uh there is no reply oh what you did was frightening dylan you're slightly amused mostly sadistic ha <laughs> There is, um... Okay, so I'm just gonna ready my weapon stick. Yeah, um, yo, uh, Lanya, Lanya gonna whip out her revach and charge up her, uh, ancestor arm. Uh, do you guys call your party together? Call Maggie. Huh? Yeah, let's get Maggie. Let's get Mags and, um... Well, you know what? No, because something is happening, like, right now. I'm afraid that if we go get them, I mean, something bad will happen. They can yell for them. Okay, yeah, we, we yell for dudes. them. So, we need speakeasies. Yeah. You do what? We need speakeasies. We need speakeasies. You know what? Maggie needs to develop the first cell phone. Um, uh, the first shell phone, so Sefi can be on, in on this. Ah! There's just shell phones with Sefi on them! You, uh, call for your party, um... <laughs> Smith and Maggie come out of the kitchen. Uh, Reed takes a moment uh, before you hear a lot of fumbling as if he has tripped over uh, his piles of books. Nerd. And then he, uh, he <laughs> comes out so into the foyer. Um, and everyone's attention is on the gateway. Um, are you going to approach the gateway or are you going to stay a, a fair distance away from it? Stay no. A distance from it. Yeah, let that shit come to us. Yeah. And when it finally comes to us, then we're going to hit it. Yep. All right. Going to wreck upon it. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe. It could be a lot of things. Depends, yeah. You... Well, and here's the thing. I mean, if one... I'm sorry, Dylan, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, you're good. Um, If one avatar of Nyarlathotep could break off and achieve something like a semblance of sentience and individual agency... I mean, by its very nature as the crawling chaos, I suppose it is kind of antithetical to being united in purpose or identity or sense of self. So, I mean, there could be other weird avatars or shards of it out there doing all kinds of shit. 
So, I mean, I, I guess we need to be prepared for the possibility that what's coming through that gate isn't necessarily hostile to us. Yeah, but I'm just saying that I have my weapon stick ready. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Do I need to speak up? No, you're fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you uh, wait to see what happens a uh, fair distance away from the archway. And... There is a, um, there begin to be these more violent deformities of this, this veil, um, uh, more spike-like protrusions of it. Um, and it begins to be stained black. Gross. Um. Lanya's ancestors getting anything off this? for perception? Sure. To see if the black bits are the specter's bits? Sure. Perception wisdom, please. Yep. Spectre bits are a part of this Eldritch breakfast. Bloop. That's 14. That's 13. I'm a liar. I don't know how to count. So, um, you don't recognize this as part of the Spectre, though you don't recognize it as really much of anything. Okay. So, so I'm like, those are bits. I throw a rock. All right. Uh, well, hey, do you want Lanya to bless that rock? Yeah, bless the rock. Energy? Hell Bless yeah. The rock. All right. Bless the Rock actually sounds like a really like kick ass folk band. It really uh, does. Dwayne Johnson is going not... to heaven. Uh, and I need you to make Dylan, that was always gonna be true. I need you to make a ranged attack roll. <laughs> okay. And Lanya just 20. as it pass as it passes by, Lanya's just gonna stick her hand out and turn like a blessing beam on, just like wow. And just sure. just be like, ancestors guide this tiny mountain. <laughs> twenty. All right. Um, you got a twenty? Yes. So <laughs> the um the rock flies through the air His and strikes the veil. Rock strikes the veil. It strikes the veil. Dwayne Johnson now. She's spiraling at this veil. The rock strikes Ooh. the veil. Yep. And passes through it. And it crumbles on the floor. Um. The protrusions of of darkness uh, halt, and the entire veil becomes still for a moment. And then suddenly, there is this one huge spike that uh, pierces the veil and stretches around, stretches it uh, around itself. Uh, and this this large spike uh, appears to be reaching for you. Is it just like this black spike? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give it okay. a five. I th- are you? Are you? Are you? <laughs> I kind of want to. Are I'm, you? You know what? Let's pull it. Actually. I know you. I know you want to. Are you? Let's let's yoink this thing into the foyer. I, you know, sure. I'm doing it. <laughs> Do We're it, grabbing girl. a hold and yoinking. It's all you. Wait, no, you and... have to yoink because you have the better strong. I do have the better strong. Okay, um, yeah, Laniel like just, Laniel just uh, layer grippers on it and um, <laughs> give, right. give, and heave ho. All right, make for me a uh, strength check with advantage because I'm assisting with advantage. Yep, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see here. Or Maggie Smith and Reed helping as well. I mean, not Smith, since he has baby bird bones, but... Are Reed and Maggie gonna help? <laughs> Did you get a nat 20? 
I'm sorry that was real loud, you guys, but that was what they call a nat 20. Yeah, yoink <laughs> this thing. All right. Right um, into the fucking foyer. Your... That's right. That 20. That, right there. <laughs> You're welcome. Your holy hands glowing with uh, golden light. You know what? Um, no. Um, I'm specifically... No, because if we think it's the specter, I don't want to hurt it yeah. with holy light. Okay. So you're just you're just laying your grippers. Just laying my grippers, man. You're right. real hard. Uh you reach out uh to grab hold of this massive uh tendril uh and you grab something fleshy through this veil and you pull and it doesn't come free at first. So you pull harder and uh Gwen her, uh, lays her arms on yours and pulls as well. Ah! I have um, big arms. And you feel something give, and you rip something through the veil. Ah! The archway uh, in, the throne, in the throne room shatters to pieces and falls to the ground. As you oh, rip through this amorphous uh black spiny Ugh. puddle of mass Ugh. um with it with one very long very large uh uh sort of like a porcupine spine that you had blown up to the size of i don't know a Volkswagen sure um uh, this spike inches away from Lanya's face. Uh, well. You rip that through the veil, uh, the body of it landing in the middle of the room uh, between, or just in front of Lanya and Gwen, uh, Maggie, Smith, and Reed behind you. Gross. We miscalculated! And next time on Dyson Virtue, you'll be rolling initiative. Oh, no! This is only, we're only 15 minutes! We have 10 minutes left! Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Thanks for listening, all our buddies. Thanks, Wait, this guys. is a mutiny, Dylan! Yeah, no! You know what? We're taking control! Roll initiative, Casey! No! Stop. Hey! Yeah, mutiny I on have the, the stop button. Nope, not anymore! <laughs> roll initiative, Casey! I, I rolled a 19. I'm rolling! I rolled a 14! Alright, I have to roll initiative for the creatures. I ro actually, I rolled an 18 because Lanya's got a negative 1 to initiative. Uh, you still go first. Hooray! <laughs> okay, wait, are we. I can't tell if this is a bit or not. Are we going? We're going! Apparently, we're going. <laughs> okay! Oh, yeah! Lanya is just going to uh, hoist her ravach on high and just smite this horrible blob with everything she's got. Because she's feeling increasingly lost in this okay. in entire proceeding. Lanya is, she's not dumb. She's got a pretty good intelligence. But she's a simple girl from the field who walks around the mountain. And having a problem she can just hit is uh, is something she's wanted for a while now. So, yeah, she's going to bring her Ravach down. And let me see here. That is a plus seven to my attack. Yep. How 
How does a how does a thirteen do on giant amorphous blob AC? So you swing down your revoc, ah! um, and you almost catch its tendril, um, but it bends just out of the way of your swinging blade. What? Yeah. I'm gonna set it on fire now. Are you done? I yeah. I mean that's well. Here's the thing, Dylan. I've got um two attacks per turn. Is the second one predicated upon the first one hitting? It is not. Do it. Okay, uh, Lonnie's gonna take her second attack then. Good plan. Thank you. I like it when my dungeon master is happy with me because then <laughs> he's even less like mutinize. He's less likely to make me cut my arm off. Uh, yeah, so that's not gonna hit. That's a two. So, um, yeah, Lanya's just real bad at her own weapon, I guess. Um, just stumbling forward, surprised, and, you know, caught off guard. Off kilter from yanking on the thing, and then it gave, and she tried to react, it didn't work out. Yep, yep. Gwenoa. Would have set on fire. How do you do that? With my stick. (laughs) I'm gonna use firebolt. Okay. But I'm going to maximize the spell because I can do that. Alright. Nice. Roll a ranged attack roll for me. I thought I don't have to do that. No, you do. You still have to hit it, but oh. uh, maximizing it maximizes your damage. Okay. What, uh, what'd you do? Not great. Got what'd you do? A 15? Yeah. Oh. I want it to be better than that. Your than firebolt. The- Strikes the blob. Yeah. Oh. Um, Fuck this blob. And for a second, the the blob seems to be uh, pitted, and uh, it seems to be trying to to grow around the firebolt. And then it sort of gurgles, and the firebolt spills over the surface of it. I'm going to say... If it's trying to do this while this is happening, if I'm holding the tendril, I'd like to set that on fire too. Not with uh, firebolt, but with my hand. So, uh, <laughs> your what is your firebolt damage? It's two d or yeah, two d ten. All right, it's twenty. So you the full twenty. Yeah, you hit that thing real hard. Yeah. A Jackson of fire damage. Um, Maggie from behind you, uh, lets out this. Just guttural yell uh, as she charges forward at this thing with her wrench. Hell yeah. Just ready Hell to yeah. beat the shit out of it. <laughs> Hell yeah, Maggie, get yours, girl. Um, Did Regan Smith say anything? Uh, they are completely surprised and taken aback. Uh, and Maggie just... <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, Maggie it uh, seems to strike this thing three or four times uh, yeah. with her wrench. Um Sending little globs of this thing flying, uh, a couple feet away. And those little globs, uh, then reanimate and coalesce back into the greater body of the thing. Great. Gwen, Gwen moves to help her, and Lanya just stops her, like, no, no. This is between her and the blob. <laughs> Wonderful. Um. Meanwhile, Smith and Reed are just in the background, like, why are they hitting that? <laughs> well, what are uh, they hitting? Smith and Reed are very surprised about what has just transpired. I mean, we, we yanked it through the veil, and now we're hitting it. Reed, in fact, in his surprise, uh, fell over backwards. <laughs> Not nerd. Nerd. 
Smith, on the other hand, is standing stock still, uh, with one hand, uh, outstretched, the, the palm pointed towards the ground. Um, and, uh, below his hand forms a spear of fire. Eldritch magics? Um, which he grabs and then just lobs at this thing. Like, um, like a baseball. Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, spears are like baseballs. Um, yeah. Spear. I don't know why. I thought you said sphere. No. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, this, this fiery javelin sails through the air towards this awful blob thing. Wow, what a copycat. Right? Um, you recognize this, by the way, as a spell as that Arden, Arden once I cast. Know, I'm mad. Yeah. My God, that makes me. Yeah. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. What a dick. The spear javelin uh uh sails into this creature and seems to pin it to the ground. Uh, as these uh lines of fire spread out from the tip of it. Um. It is still writhing and uh, uh, trying to send its tendrils out to strike you. Um, Just slap it away. Just backhand the tiny tendrils. New. And where Arden was once very winded after casting that spell once, um, Smith gives no physical sign uh, that he is weakened. I'm pissed. How many uh, tendrils are there, Dylan? Uh, too many for you to count quickly. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's not like I made a wiggly motion, listeners. Uh, <laughs> okay, so it's it's not like some creature with a number of limbs. It's just e- 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 extruding itself. Okay, cool. Never right, mind. Yeah, it's it's like one of those uh, like you pushed Play-Doh through it, uh, and it just had like a million little holes. It's and he like just that. sat there philosophizing the whole time. <laughs> uh, what? Plato. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> or he Thank just you, sat please. there just being friends with women. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Okay, um, so, alright. The turn order spins back to Kehelanya. Kehelanya. Aposenvenyaya. Okay. Um, she is going to, uh, you know what she's gonna do? She's gonna, has this thing tried to, like, move around, like, relocate itself at all? Uh, it has absolutely tried to, um, but it is currently held in place by a flaming spear. Oh, okay, cool. So it's pinned to where it is. Yeah. Okay, in that case... Uh, Lanya is going to be taken over by something she's not sure she's ever felt before. Uh, her tattoo is going to shine with not its normal golden light, but with an emerald green uh, uh, lumination that slowly fills it. Um, she looks over at Gwen. Gwen, I'm not sure what's happening. It feels like magic. And uh, indeed, behind her, uh, one of her ancestors, who was once a mighty mage, 
places his hand, kind of like he's teaching her how to swing a golf club, like <laughs> like holds holds his arm out with hers uh-huh. like that in a mirror motion, and her tattoos project these names out into the light in the uh the grass script of the Salasahim. The Salasahim have two writing systems. There's the grass script and the mountain script. It's a whole thing. Anyway. Sure. Uh in the grass script. And these names are just projected out, um, five of them, as a matter of fact. And they hover in the air in a circle around this thing, elongating themselves until they look more like blades and spears made of writing. Uh and she she looks over at Gwen and she says, Gwen I'm not sure what's about to happen, but I think it's going to be cool. As magic. That's some cool-ass magic. <laughs> this is probably some cool-ass magic. And uh, her eyes glow green as her as her ancestor fills her with the knowledge of what we in this world would know as the spell Magic Missile. Uh-huh. Uh, Lanya clenches her fist. The yep. light shines. And all five spears made of the names of her ancestors plunge themselves at equidistant points uh, like a like a like a pentagon into the edges of this thing that is already pinned there um let's see they all strike simultaneously you get five uh it is one d4 i may have misread this Uh, no, let's see. Uh, oh, three. I get four. So it's it's three darts plus one for each slot level above first, and I'm casting at second level. Okay. Okay. So uh, four of them. Then in not a pentagon, but rather a quatragon. <laughs> and, um, and they each do 1d4 plus one uh, damage. So let's see here. That's four damage. That's six damage. That's eight damage. And that's eleven magical damage. And I'm really hoping, just possibly probably for flavor, really, that um they'll stay pinned into the thing like um like blades that have just been plunged down and hopefully pin it down a little bit like the fire lance that uh old what's his fuck not Arden just uh threw in there. All right. Um, your thank you for indulging my long self-indulgent magic fantasies. No, it was cool. I loved it. Um, uh, your spectral swords, uh, made of the writing of your people, uh, do in fact hang around for a moment before they uh, uh, sort of splinter and dissipate. Ah. Um. And then it is Gwenoa's turn. And set it on fire. <laughs> I don't know if I let go of that tendril. I feel like I'm just gripping it. All right. I feel like maybe you know, maybe... actually can I just grab one of the wibbly tendrils and then just fire? Can I do that? Uh, with like burning hands or Reduce what? Reduce you... flame. Okay, sure. I like to do that. All right. And Reduce what exactly... flame, just flaming uh, cabbages. What exactly is your produced flame going to do for you? Just going to set it on fire, Dylan. In terms of, is. like, mechanical numbers and effects. I think mechanically speaking, it's going to be on fire. Yeah. It's, yeah I, do, I, do, <laughs> I do 2d8, Dylan. That's what I was asking. Well, then you That's pretty dope, that. actually. 
I I literally did ask that. Dylan, why are you so bad at this game? I swear to God. It's the it's no, that's a ten. It's that one. The the yeah. The diamond. That's all you had to say. God, Dylan. Don't even know your shapes. It's the two pyramids. Aw. Aw. There's only two. Hey. I burned a tiny tendril. You do have a move action. Would you like to take your move action? Can a move action be stepping on it? No. Okay. Then I'd like to toss this burning tendril. Okay. With Um, disdain. Exactly. Ah. The, uh, the wibbly bits with its spines, um, protruding out of it, uh, begin to coalesce around the flaming javelin that holds it in place. Um, and it seems to shear the tip of the javelin uh, off into itself. Um, the rest of the thing just sort of uh, puffing into smoke. And then the creature... Um, what about Maggie? Maggie goes before that creature. Uh, the creature did not have a turn in oh, okay. the last round. Um, the, the creature was very patient. The creature uh, sends one of its long tendrils flying towards each of you. Okay. Bring uh, it. How does a 16 feel against your armor class, uh, Gwenoa? Armor class. A 16, it hits. Yep. And Kehalanya, how does a 15 fare? Yeah, 15 hits. Okay. Um, so the two of you are punctured by these, uh, these tendrils. I spit on it. Uh, you each take you... 14 hit points of damage. Holy hell. Now, when you say, when you say punctured, do you mean, like, literally impaled? Or, like, it's just stabbed us? Or, like, what? Uh, it has stabbed each of you. I'm gonna bite it. Okay. So we're not, like, transfixed upon these blades of darkness. No, it just okay. sort of, it, it gotcha. You got uh, us. So you take 14 points of damage, and then I'd like you both to make um, wisdom saving throws. Okay. Oh, we get a thing. Do I um, add to that? Uh, yes, you would add... So you have uh, oh, yeah. proficiency, so you get plus four, plus your wisdom modifier. Um, Dylan, I have a paladin attribute that gives me and my allies, all of them plus my charisma modifier on all saves. Now, my charisma save is much bigger than my charisma modifier, so which one do my allies and I get? Your allies get your charisma modifier. Okay. You get your charisma save. Okay. Yeah. What's your charisma modifier? Well, I, it actually says you plus your allies get plus your charisma mod on save, so I feel like I would then get my get save and charisma, my mod. Yeah, you would get your charisma okay. modifier twice. Okay, my modifier is plus one. That's not super helpful. My so save is plus five, which is what I was... Okay. Okay. So Gwenoa got 17 on her save. Sorry, guys. Um, I got 14. All right. Gwenoa, you're fine. Okay, I was saying... I, I wrap my <laughs> arm around you, and Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, I love you with all my heart, but I wish I could punch you right now. <laughs> uh, Lanya. 
What's that? You feel this thing entreating <laughs> upon your body. No, uh-uh. No. And the tattoo on your arm uh, takes a pale purple cast. What? No. No. Says Lanya. Um, beyond that, you're not sure of any immediate effects. Sure. Uh, so then, Maggie, uh, having just seen this, continues going to town on the fucking thing. Sure. Uh, with her very large wrench. Yeah, God bless uh, her. Maggie to move in a sec? And in, sure. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, uh, she has pulled a second wrench off of her tool belt. Sure. And is just wailing on this thing. Uh, one metric, a, one imperial. With a fury. Um, nice. Is Maggie a barbarian? Maggie is a lot of things. Mostly Fair. she's pissed off. <laughs> Angry yeah. is one of them. Yeah. Um, so she's going to make a lot of attack rolls real quick. Do it, Maggers. Um, Did she get hurt? Uh, no. Okay, good. Uh, so she uh, has just wailed on this thing. Uh, like six or seven times between her two weapons. Uh, and she's having a good time with it. She seems to be having a lot of fun as she wrecks this thing. Um, more little globules of it have, have sprayed off of its body, uh, <laughs> and then recoalesced to it. Gwen and Lanya just, just standing off to the side, arms folded like proud parents. Ah, she's gonna sleep tonight. Look at her. Say, I feel like there's like little tendrils still wiggling in their sides, trying to like get out. And they're like, oh, Aww. look at that. Um, there is a, uh, uh, there is a sound from behind you as Smith conjures between his two hands this ball of lightning. Dude, fucker. God, I hate him. This guy. What a piece um, of which he hurls at the creature. Oh, that's not Not unlike a... Uh, Lightning bolt. Not unlike a baseball, I was going to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in reference to the last turn that we had. Listen, I thought you said sphere. I know. Fire sphere is a thing you can do, too. Um. So he, he hurls this ball of lightning at this creature. Um, and as it appears... Uh, it appears to strike the creature, but instead hangs above it, uh, and then forms this cage around it. Um, sort of, sort of like a bird cage. Lightning cage. Like, like a Faraday cage? Uh, no, a Faraday cage is made of metal. And exactly. conducts lightning. Yeah, that was, that was the joke. Okay. Okay. Um. Alright. Thanks for pointing out I'm not funny, Dylan. You're welcome. I thought you were funny, Casey. Yeah, but Dylan's looks aren't everything. That, Dylan just mad that we ha- hijacked the episode, and now that now we've gone an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> this bonus, this extra long episode, brought to you by Mutiny. Remember, everyone, if you don't like your authority figures, just overthrow them. It'll be yeah. good advice, America. Yeah, good <laughs> advice. Welcome to 2017, everyone. You know, I'll I'll say this: it's worked for America before. It has. So yeah. it'll uh, probably work again. Historically, in modernity, um, we're talking 100% success rate. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, we're talking 50% so success rate. Of, depending on which part of the country you're from. Yeah, we're talking 50% success rate, really, in terms of revolts. <laughs> um, Let the South rise again. No. Let him no. Try. Um, Let him try. 
Um, Cut all of that, God. Anyway, no, so it, this this thing is now trapped in this birdcage of electricity. Yeah. Um, sure. Reed scrambles to his feet. Um, and you see him, uh, beginning to chant, um, in a language you don't recognize. Do I recognize it? Uh, what language does, what languages do you speak? Common, Elvish, Druidic, Celestial, and Jive. You do not. Oh. Um. It's French. Then I do understand um, it. Ha ha! Uh, and he's making, uh, these, uh, these very stiff motions with his hands. Oh my god. Uh, and then the turn order flips back to Kehelanya. He's just voguing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, Lanya tried her hand at magic, and let me tell you, she liked it. Unfortunately, uh, that particular, uh, ancestor, the mage, um, really wore himself out with that one spell. So that's uh, about all the magic she's got at her disposal right now. Um, so she is going to rely, going to fall back on good old-fashioned stabbing shit. Cool. Uh, she's going to get her revach back up. She's going to plant her feet firmly, going to bend at the knee, going to align herself properly so that she doesn't tweak her back. <laughs> and uh, the Solaceum have back troubles, you guys. It's a hereditary thing. It's like with dachshunds. Really putting breed. yourself into your character, I see. You're s- <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Um, and she's gonna hurt Dylan. Um, let's see here. Oh, no. Most people do. No. no. I'll fight all of them. I know. With my hands. <laughs> right, that is knife. going to be a 15 to hit. Alright. Uh, so you bring this, uh, this large half-moon blade. This gleaming lunar arc of sharp deadliness. Down upon this creature. Shing. Um, um, would you like to make your second attack roll as well? Oh, uh, well, I, I would, but I gotta do Shing. some stuff first, my guy. Okay. Because I gotta burn a spell slot to do some extra damage. Okay. So my first Ravach attack gets me 1d8 plus 3. And that's a 1, but I get to re-roll that because of my great weapon fighting feat. See, Dylan, I know my character. I've been studying. I am proud of you. And I didn't just put together a cheat sheet while we were watching Little House on the Prairie 20 minutes before recording. No, sir. Let's see. That's another one, but I get to re-roll that shit. Come on, Orange D8. What's the so deal? I so think, I, think I think on a re-roll, you have to take the result, don't you? Okay. Um, I, I well, think so. Okay, so that's four slashing damage for the Ravach. Okay. And then another, uh, I'm gonna burn, ooh, I'm gonna burn a third level spell slot, cause I have those now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah. You're gonna smite a thing. So I'm gonna, okay, so that's one plus spell slot level d8. Okay, so that's four d8, uh, radical damage. <laughs> uh, uh, that's one, that's Four. That's eleven. That's sixteen. Uh, that is sixteen radical damage. Okay. And because this is aberrant, it's also gonna do an extra one d eight. 
Uh, so that is 20. Okay, so that is 24 all told from my first attack. Yep. Uh, really should have done Thunderous Smite beforehand. I'll do that next round. Okay. Uh, second attack. Hota! Um, I don't, uh, shit, I don't think that's gonna hit. That's, um, a 13, which I'm pretty sure does not hit. It does not. Boo! Your, your blade Uh-oh. got caught in the lightning and just sort of, it, it shined in your eyes and you went, ah! Ah, no! <laughs> Fireman! Yeah. No. Uh, and then, and then on the first attack, it got all, it got all messy in the goo, and Lonnie was like, no, goo! And yeah. So, uh, so that first hit was mighty. Um, yeah. Uh, and you seem to have burned away some of the creature. Uh, it sort of bubbles and, and, uh, uh, scorches the ground, and, uh, it's, it's not pleasant. What did the ground ever do to you? Uh, there's a smell sort of like melting rubber. I love the smell of melting rubber in the morning. Gwenoa. Yeah. It's your turn. Did Maggie move when I asked her to move? Yes. Okay, cool, because I would like to call lightning. And because there is already a lightning cage there, can I feed from that lightning as well? Can I just manipulate that? Sure. Cool, that means I get to add 1d10. Ooh. Yeah, because it says if you're outside and there's a storm, you can use that lightning, but there exists lightning in this room already. Dope as hell. Alright. Yeah. Is it right. in the so, spell description? It just it says is. that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're making fly. a cylinder 10 feet tall. Yeah. Oh my god. A 60 foot radius. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. Can you turn that on its side, maybe? And just. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> but oh. is there a way I can locate it specifically to this little cage? Uh, the spell. Can it just rip right through the ground. Well, the like spell fails if you can't style. see a point in the air where the storm cloud could appear. So, I for example, up. you are in a room that can't accommodate the cloud. Uh, fortunately for you, there are very high ceilings in this room. Yeah, I say. Um, when you cast the spell, choose a point you can see within range. A bolt of lightning flashed, uh, flashes down from the cloud to that point. Each creature within five feet of that point must make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. A creature takes 3d10 lightning damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. On each of your turns until the spell ends, you can use your action to call down the lightning in this way again, targeting the same point or a different one. So you'll be targeting the square with the creature in it, I yeah. assume. And Lanya, you are going to have to make that uh, Wait, save. God, Unless it, uh, you didn't take a move action on your turn, so I will allow you to do that now. I was saying, can I, I yoink Lanya backwards? Just you know, I, I, I did not... And I don't, I don't think you could translate that action. But you know what? I have got this bonus to my saves, and also I have resistance V spells. So even if it hits me, it'll only do half damage. And if it doesn't hit me, it'll only do half damage of half damage. So a quarter. I mean, if um, you want to explain it the long way, sure. Okay. So, um. You may take a move action, because it was just your turn, and we kind of rolled into Gwen's without yeah, really saying, oh, hey. he didn't wanted to do anything else. Run. Okay, yeah. Line you go hop. Yeah. <laughs> just a few feet away, just boop. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's just outside the, the danger the danger area. And I like that you said that with your character voice. So, Lanya, in the middle of this <laughs> fight, after having <laughs> smote this creature, just went, Lanya go hop. Lanya go hop. Uh, yeah, Lanya Lund- d- does this. She's done that in the past. Yeah. Like, do you remember the one time I went into Arden's head? Well, the first time I went into Arden's head and got really, really angry that there was another man there. So I decided to throw f- like f- 
sky fire at him multiple yeah. times. It's like that level of anger because we took so Ooh. much damage and it's trying to take over Lanya, right. which Gwen doesn't like. Yeah. Um, Defend my honor. In the big ceilings, just big, fat, angry black clouds start forming. Yep. And then you drop lightning on this thing. Yeah. Just crack some lightning down right on it. Uh, and just big but mad I wanted like, to like bro. hit the lightning cage so that like the lightning cage just like rips right into it. Yeah. Like, little claws just like, oh no, the thingy. <laughs> Way to just smack our microphone. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so. Smackerphone. Yeah. So, um, this thing would get a dexterity save against this, but it fails automatically because it is completely immobile. Yeah. Yeah. Inside of its cage. So it takes four yeah. lightning damage. Holy yeah. hell. Is this a d10? Yeah, no, that's 12. So did maximize only work on Firebolt? Yes. Yes? Uh, maximize is through her staff, which she did not use. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it's a certain number of spells <laughs> per day. <laughs> Where'd it go? Here it is. This is the d10, yes? Yes. Okay. Blue. Oh, no! Technically, that is a percentile. <laughs> landed first on a 7. Okay. That's a 10, so 17. Pretty 19. dope. Oh, no! another 10 yeah so 29 holy hell uh that was four 29 was four. Oh, no was it yeah it was was it yeah okay i'll say yes um so you have where is this cable going i don't understand it okay oh there it is got it got it yay, yay. okay so uh you crash lightning down upon this creature uh, and the same as, uh, as Lanya's, uh... I would like it to make the walls in the castle rumble a lot, because it's a lot of lightning! Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, peals Everybody's of really tan afterward. Peals of yeah. thunder, uh, echo throughout the, the halls. Um, and this creature bubbles and, and scars the, the castle stones. Ugh. Um. Trouble oh is a-bubbling in the brew. Um. And the, uh, the claws of lightning that have sprouted from the, the cage around it, um, begin to retreat from the creature as it seems to coalesce and then expand and push against the lightning cage. Alright. Uh, fight me, brother. <laughs> uh, and as it does this, you see these, uh, wisps of the creature, uh, trail in spirals up the wires of the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, Gross. And then it, these, these wisps meet at the, the top of the cage and then uh, spread around the cage. And then the whole thing snaps back into its weird blobby format and the cage is gone. Okay. I don't even it need ate, the cage. It ate the cage. Um, I don't even need the cage. I'll just keep going. Do it. Give me a sec. Maggie continues wailing on this thing. She's run past us again and just... Yeah, just just more wrenches. Just wrench after wrench after wrench. More wrenches. And yet more <laughs> wrench. Um, did she roll a oh, 20? She sure did. Fuck. Yeah. Um, the force is with Maggie. Yeah, so she just keeps, keeps wrecking oh, this thing. Maggie is just mini Carrie Fisher. With a wrench. Yep. 
Yep. Cannon, you have nothing to say. Uh, Smith. Um, <laughs> Smith seems absolutely rebuffed by what has just happened. Um, and he falls to one knee with one hand on the ground. Sucks to suck. Reed. <laughs> I mean, I just did a really impressive thing. That guy is a baby. Reed completes his ritual uh that he's that he's been uh chanting away at this this whole time. Oh wow, really? I didn't know being a loser was a ritual you performed your whole life. Anyway. Hot nerd. Uh and uh Castle Avalon begins to shake as it did when uh the thunder peeled through it. Um and from the walls of the castle uh-oh. There are these tendrils of what? Uh of white light oh, that are pulling like- and spiraling towards this creature. I use tendrils. You seem alright. Sebi's um, blurping at it. Oh the uh Sebi's so pure. The the tendrils coalesce uh above and behind this creature and then form into one large spike that skewers the thing. Holy hell. Um, and it lets out a shriek. Um, is it a familiar shriek? It is similar to a shriek that you've heard before. Okay. It's like a shriek we know is Big Brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Smith, or rather, uh, Reed stays, uh, in his, his final posture for this, this ritual he was, he was, uh, completing, uh, still muttering the same phrase over and over. What is the phrase? No Uh, one man should have all that power. Can Lanya perceive the phrase? You can't really make it out. Um, he's kind of mumbling it. That's fair. Um. No, je ne regret rien. Yeah, um, it's French. <laughs> yep. Uh, and as the turn order flips to Kehlanya, what's that? Uh, you hear Smith calling to you. Finish it. Oh my god! I kind of don't want to now. Lanya's <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I kind of want to go. Lanya kind of want to go see if the blob is all right now. The blob's probably not so bad if his dick wants me to kill it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Lanya, Lanya gonna go do this. Um, so Lanya, Lanya takes her time. She cracks her neck a little bit. Um, and she is gonna walk up and yeah, just wallop this thing with the Ravach because if it, Lanya. If it, if it doesn't die, move again because I'm just gonna call down more lightning. Okay, sounds good. Let's see here. I swear to God. Okay, uh, that doesn't hit, experience tells me. Um, ooh, that might be better. Um, <laughs> I feel like a composite 20 probably hits, Dylan. It does, in fact. <laughs> Alright, um, I got my Ravach damage here. So that, get to re-roll that, because this orange die hates me, apparently. 
Okay, so that is eight Ravach damage. I'm going to burn another third level spell, which uh, nets me four more D8. Okay, so um, sorry, I gotta I gotta write this down because I'm I'm bad at things. Okay, so the first time, uh, okay, so that was eight plus. All right. It's 12. That's 18. Um, I don't get to re-roll that one because that's radiant damage. That doesn't count as melee weapon damage, does it, Dylan? This radiant uh, thing I'm doing? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, that is 20 plus another 1d8 because it's an abbey. So that is 26. And I would also like to use my goading attack. What is on that? A, that is one of the uh, sexy little features that Lanya got when uh, she took a feat a little while back. On a melee attack, when I hit... I can add... Oh, I was supposed to add my superiority die to my two hit, but I already hit, so I figure that's probably okay. Um, I add my superiority die to the damage, which is a d6. So, oh, that's a six. That's pretty dope. So that's 32. Uh-huh. I talk some shit, and uh, well, till the next turn... Yeah, till the next turn, the enemy has disadvantage on attacks that are not versus me. So it's essentially marking it as... as, Yeah. All right, so Lanya is going to inflict this... (coughs) Excuse me, I'm terribly sorry. 32 points of damage. And while doing so, is going to say, The only way you could ever get ahead in politics is with the help of paid blobbyists. I love you so much, Casey. <laughs> All the love, Christina. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. I mean, okay. Um, let's see here. Wisdom. Oh, I got a pretty bitchin'. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, um, that's a nat one. Um, so aren't you going to lose that arm anyway? It just slips right so, off. as you are attempting to smite this thing with holy power, your tattoo flashes um, a very dark purple. Uh-oh. And the holy power that you call forth is uh. rather tainted. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's it's like your soul has become oily and slick. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, God. I feel like I... Oh, oh. You manage to fight through it, and you do, in fact, smite the creature. Uh, it bubbles and scars the, uh, the Castle Avalon. Um, but it no longer is able to send out any tendrils or anything. It is yeah, now just right. a... Uh, a dark mass on the floor. I'm gonna hit it anyway. Um. However, Lanya. What's up? Um. Despite this creature's death, your arm ah. does not return to its proper color. 
What the shit? Um, the names of your ancestors, those closest to you, your family especially, uh, are still intact. Though, um, as you get further and further up the tree, further away from yourself, uh, you see the writings beginning to de- deteriorate and uh, disfigure. Are they just being, like, eaten away and removed, or are they turning into something else? They seem to be turning into something else. And we'll find out what that something else is next time on Dyson Virtue. <laughs> Thanks for listening, all our buddies. This is where mutiny gets you, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, our buddies. Bye.